You're listening to Auto D coming at you live. Hey, everybody, listening to the Auto D show here on Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks, broadcasting from high above Camelback Road in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Otto Daniolo, and tonight my guest is Nashville-based singer-songwriter Chris Clark, who happens to have a new single dropping March 3rd. We'll be talking about that record and his path into the music business right after this first song from an Arizona-based artist by the name of Tom Snyder called Just Another Day here on the Otto D Show. Check it out. Walked in her room Wake her up, tickled her feet till she had enough. She peeked up with her toothless smile as she hugged my leg for just a little while. We ate some frosted flakes, read some emails along the way. Glanced at the paper and said It's just another day Dropped her off at her school bus stop I parked down the street I watched like a hawk Off to work with my mind on her And now those times are just a blur We ate some frosted flakes Read some emails along the way Glanced at the paper and said It's just another day All the lives that she had touched it was just another day When one man took so much By the tree Are unopened presents Tears fall as I cancel dance lessons How can I Make it through That dreadful day I can't undo I stare at frosted flames while I sit and let my heart ache thinking about the price she paid for just another day I stare at frosted flames while I sit and let my heart ache Cause I realize there will never be Just another day Just another day Listening to Auto D coming at you live. 
And that was just another day by Tom Schneider here in the Auto D Show, which is brought to you in part by my good friends at Fervor Records and also by the Roku TV channel called The Recording Artist, which features indie bands in the recording studio making records and me running the show. Download the channel for free and check it out. It's pretty cool. And if you want to watch us make the show live, visit therecordingartist.com every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's therecordingartist.com. So be sure to check that out. And speaking of recording artists, I've got one uh, on the show tonight. Nashville-based singer-songwriter Chris Clark is on the line. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Otto. I really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for taking... Excited to be here. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks for taking the time. Um, yeah. How's it feel having a new record coming out? Man, it feels feels amazing. Um, you know, just want to thank everybody for you know that made this happen. Um, you know, and and I I'm just so excited for y'all to hear it. <laughs> it's a glass half empty and cool. It's gonna be great. We've got a long road ahead, but you know, lots behind us. So yeah, well, I'm looking forward to uh, playing that single for you uh, in a little bit here. So now, get, fill me in a little bit on on uh, your background in the business. Is this your first uh, EP? Is there an EP, or is it strictly singles? And, um, it's going. I think we're gonna. We'll probably you know waterfall some songs in there. I think so. I've got five songs that we're gonna be released, or well, four more songs that we're gonna be releasing, including Glass Half Empty. Um, it's gonna be a kind of waterfall release, like I said. But I think we're gonna turn it into an EP album. Um, I've got a lot more songs on the way uh-huh. right now. Um, that I've written over the years, and also with uh, a co-writer. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm I'm so excited. I'm pumped. <laughs> cool, I can tell. Hey, listen, is there a co-writer on Glass Half Empty? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Tommy Collier. Okay, he, um, he's a Nash- Nashville-based. Um, he's, he was actually the original producer for it, and then um, you know uh, we kind of parted ways a little bit uh, in, on that front. But he's a great guy, and um, you know he produced. And or he co-wrote with uh, Katy Perry and um, Ashley McBride and stuff before they were, you know, before they got big mm-hmm. and all that, cool. which is pretty cool. But um, Colt Barber's actually the producer on this one now. Okay. So very cool. It's oh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's exciting yeah. uh, tracking in Nashville, isn't it, with those players? Oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> like the you know, it was, so with Colt, um, it was the first. Um, it was the first time I actually got a record in a professional recording studio, um, Hilltop right. Recording Studio. I'm for I think, yeah, I think uh, like uh, maybe Carrie Underwood and Dolly mm-hmm. and some other you know big people uh, record there, and or at least you know their instrumentals. And mm-hmm. um, I had like Brent Mason on there. <laughs> on my, he's on he's on my tracks, and I'm so excited. That's, man. A, that's so uh, cool. You know, it's it's funny yeah. coming up. You know, when you you read names on records back in the day when you had records, you know, uh, it's harder to get those names these days. But uh, you know, Brent's been on on so many records; it's insane. You know, who who else would oh, you yeah. want? Who else would you want on guitar? I know, right? Yeah, yeah he like I, I love how he you know kind of talks with his guitar mm-hmm. you know, through the song. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The solos are just so powerful, and you yeah. know, I, I'm so blessed to have him. You know be available yeah. to do that and he was nice enough to do that for me yeah that's so. pretty cool um well let me ask yeah. you this how long have you been in nashville because you're not originally from nashville yeah no i'm originally from northern california um and this is a, it's a pretty long story there but i uh, mean you know, i'll shorten it up for you um, when we get to that but i've been here for two years okay just about two years and um so it's crazy like the shoots and ladders over here like you know 
you'll have good days and bad days, good weeks, bad weeks, um, in terms of like, you know, kind of like meeting somebody, meeting somebody through somebody else like networking and all that. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, something goes south somehow, you know, and then, and not, not just in like the personal kind of thing, but like, um, you know, just like, I don't know, just all around. It's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like that show Nashville a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Well, here's you know, the, I mean, the funny thing is everybody knows everybody, right? And yeah. S- and oh, so yeah, you, you meet somebody and then you get to meet a bunch of other people. And then if one guy doesn't like you or had a funny vibe about something, then everybody hears that. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my and so goodness. You really, and which is good in a sense. It means you have to treat everybody as best you can because any little thing yeah. goes around. You know, there's an old saying, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, exactly. to me, the, the truth of it is what happens after that. After you've made a good impression, you get a million chances to screw that up. So, oh, you know, uh, a town where everybody is knows everybody and works together on different projects over the years, you know, you really got to uh, have your best foot forward all the time because it's all, all, all the business time. is about relationships, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, entertaining me at business is, is pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, like, for example, like uh, I I met somebody on my floor in my apartment building and he, you know, he owns uh, Celebrity Coaches, which is a tour bus company. and he's so nice to, to offer his tour buses for me, to me for free. <laughs> and then, and then he introduced me to Scooter Caruso or Travis Hill. And I got to go out to coffee with him. And turns out he wants to get in the coffee industry. It was just pretty cool, but he's a big hit songwriter. Uh-huh. Um, and, fun? you know, just like one thing leads to another, you know? Yeah. And you know, if you're going to be a songwriter, especially, I think I, I realize there's lots of music in Nashville, but if you're going to be in the country world, uh, and you're going to be a songwriter, there's no better place to be because there's so many potential partners and they have such an exercise of co-writing that uh, if you get into that community, it's just, it can't be bad for you, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I love it. I love it when we're all just hanging around and then everyone adds a little bit of something. Sometimes you get into a situation where, you know, you're, you, you want to like put a word in, but there's one person that just doesn't let you and all that kind of thing. And, <laughs> well, you know, you, you want to be nice and you don't want to ruin your, ruin your reputation sure. by being mean. But yeah, so that's kind of, kind of well, how after, it is, you know, after you've got the 10 hit records and all the gold records on the wall, then you can be the one talking and letting them exactly, listen to exactly. you. <laughs> yeah. so. Exactly. Well, listen, like where are you? Yeah. Have you been doing some shows in town in the meantime while you're uh, working um, on the record? Yeah. I mean, I, I played at the listing room. Um, I, that was like that was in Pigeon Forge. I played on Broadway a little bit, um, and I've just been working. I've really been working on uh, songwriting and like for now, um, you know, songwriting preparation for a, a radio tour, and then um, you know eventually, hopefully, you know, sometime this year, uh, you know, announcing a um, actual tour. So cool. very cool. You know, yeah, I've been doing some performance coaching or having some performance coaching um, and all that, and. You know, I'm get, trying to get on the radio. My last song was on the radio a little bit, and it hit Billboard uh, Top 120s, which is great. But cool. I got three radio promoters now, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's no I end won. to the, there's no end to the work you can put in, huh? I know, right? It's it's actually crazy. It's like should I, I, I just feel blessed. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, to be able cool. to do what I do. Yeah, it's very cool. And so, when you play out, do you uh, have a band you play with, or is it more uh, coffee house solo shows? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, I'm kind of kind of newer on that front. Um, I haven't done too many shows. 
I'm just getting all the music and stuff in order. Got my music uh, music video coming out pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, in live the live perform or the uh, Facebook live performances and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been my you know my start to that. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know I I grew up. Um, playing a little bit of guitar here and there and then I needed to come I came over here and I needed to brush up a little bit on my uh on my guitar skills <laughs> <laughs> so I so I've been I've been uh you know going to guitar coaching twice a week and uh, I've got a couple of couple of different coaches and all that and cool everything's good, turning out really well and you know I'm about to be ready to really go out there and yeah. Hit it hard. You know, it's crazy. Um, you, you're in a small rural town. You can play okay and be one of the best guys in town. Uh, you go to Nash- know, right? You go to Nashville and the guy serving breakfast and, and cleaning dishes and bringing you your coffee is probably the better guitar player <laughs> than you ever met in your life. <laughs> no. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and I've had people over. Um, I've had people over to my house and I've got like a little recording studio over here. Um, I have like uh, two two bedrooms. So I turned the other one into a recording studio and uh, the closet, the booth, pull on like sure like a full wall walled up and everything it's, it's pretty good um but i've had a lot of people in here and they're like they're so good and we'll record some guitar and then you know sing over it and all that and cool it's it's, it's awesome the people you meet over here and it's yeah it's a, done. yeah it's a real it's cool it's a real community i remember sitting in, in a little diner in nashville and i was with a buddy who uh lived there and was doing a bunch of big records at the time and and so you know i didn't know who anybody was i I didn't really pay that much attention and and I didn't know the faces and so he he realized that so he just starts for fun starts pointing out everybody in that room that he knew I wish I knew right and it's kind of oh, like, 100% and so he's kind of like you know that's what happens when you live here it's like all of these people you could be talking about some record you liked 20 years ago or whatever someone in this room is probably on it or did something with exactly it, you know? exactly so it's just oh uh, it's so neat when yeah it's neat when you have that people. community yeah it's pretty cool yeah well listen oh, let's awesome. um you know you mentioned that uh you you didn't you haven't played guitar a whole lot i read on your bio that uh you kind of fell into music you came up as a civil engineer you jumped into music as an a rap group manager and then kind of found your own voice. So you, let's go back to the beginning and tell me, how did music get into your life? How did you start on this journey? You know, it's, it's really interesting. Okay, so since we've got some time, I'll tell you about like the beginning, beginning kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, so my dad, my, my great-grandpa, um, well, actually my great-grandpa, he, uh, you know, he played guitar and stuff. He was a World War II vet. Um, and, and I, you know, I was, one when he passed away or something like that. And, um, you know, he passed down the guitar to my dad and my dad started playing. My dad got really good. And I, uh, you know, I kind of brushed it off during school cause I was kind of into, kind of into other things like that pop culture kind right. of thing. And so when I was 16, I got a, a, a DJ set, like a turntables and a mixer and all that. So, I, and PA speakers. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I set them up in my room and I'd be blasting music and, and just mixing and all that kind of thing. So that's kind of where that started. But, um, a little bit before that, um, when I was 13, I, I started taking guitar lessons and I, and there, it was electric guitar lessons. I didn't like it that much. Um, just because uh, maybe it was a teacher or just kind of, ha- you know, being kind of forced into it. Right. But, um, you know, and then fast forward, you know, all throughout, like, my schooling and all that, all, like, my, my family is full of engineers um, and all that. Um, my grandpa actually started a big engineering 
company over in California. And so that's what I thought I wanted to do my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically, I, you know, I graduated high school, I went to college over at Chico State, over in Northern California. And, um, you know, I thought that's what I wanted to, you know, I was going to be doing. And then um, afterwards, I, during the summers, I would be out there in the, like, it was precast concrete. So I'd be working the precast concrete kind of thing and um, out there in the union, uh, labor union, iron workers union, carpenters union, and, um, you know, just, just working away mm-hmm. when I was of age. And then, um, so basically I thought that's what I wanted to, you know, was going to be doing. And then I, and then I actually finally, you know, graduated after five years of a Chico, you know, kind of a party school right but uh <laughs> and I, so then i started working as an engineer um, project engineer over there and the place was called clark pacific because james cool. clark was my grandpa and all that and nobody nobody even knew that i was related or anything right I right anybody you know i don't want to be a right a hole or whatever but um so so i was approached so one of my fraternity brothers from college came over one night when I was living in Sacramento and he brought some friends who were some rappers. And then we got to talking like the whole night and they will finally like, we're like, we want you to be our manager, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't really understand too much. Uh, but I was like, you know what, this could be kind of fun. Maybe, maybe my little bit of my way out from this engineering thing is corporate kind of stuff. I'm Interesting. Just, you know, I didn't want to be just another corporate kind of, Right, and you had a little bit of a business, you had a little bit of a business background or sensibilities. So yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Um, I'll, I'll get I'll get to that too uh, because that's it's kind of crazy how that happened. But um, so I, uh, you know, I got hooked up with them, and then I gave them some bunch of money, and then bought them studio equipment, and then you know, this comes to that, and I pay for the new album and their big music videos and everything, and then. Um, Basically, they said, um, when I met up with the producers, the, the producers said they owed them $100,000. And I was like, oh, damn it. So I was trying to start a studio in L.A. for them because I'd be flying them out and all that and mm-hmm. uh, going going with them. And then they threw me out of the group. So basically, I was like, okay, the money's shot. They're not going to give it back. And um, I took my studio equipment back and then... I had quit engineering <laughs> right before that happened. So I was like, oh, shoot, I'm screwed. Time to go back to work. <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, I can't afford to live where I'm living. So I moved back in uh, with my parents a little, you know, for a little while, for actually a year and a half, two years. Um, but during that time, um, and I actually, right before that, um, I had a friend over and he was he started singing Morgan Wallen's Chasing You on my studio equipment with like Pro Tools and I had the Apollo thing. Right. And it, it was, I was like, dang, you can sing. Like, he's like, no, I can't. And like, <laughs> when he played it back, and I was like, yeah, you can. And uh, so then I got on there and I was like, holy crap. Like, I can actually sing because I never really sang. This was in 2000, this was in 2019. Okay. And, um, you know, so, so I went, so when I moved back in with my parents, that's what I would do every single night. Uh, my dad thankfully offered me a job with uh, his packaging company, mm-hmm. and so I would be moonlighting singing. Right when I got home, I'd I'd just go in there and I'd start doing cover songs, and then eventually I found a website 
I'm called Beat Stars, and I just download instrumentals, and right. then I I would go and start to try to write my own songs. Cool. So that was kind of where that started, and then when I I um, one of my customers actually um, hooked me up with a producer over here, which was Tommy Collier. So I came back for like I came, or came to Nashville for like three days, and um, well, I met with Tommy, and then we wrote a or, or an awesome song, which is actually going to be released next. I should know the the one after the next. Actually, it's the third song. So okay. we got we have Glass Half Empty, then Halfway to Memphis, and then Small Town Heart Attack, which is that song. Okay. Um, brought it back to California, and um, you know my you know throughout the whole process of me moonlighting and stuff, I'd show my dad my song. Right. And stuff, he'd be like, "Stop! You you just stop stop singing. You like, stop doing that song. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible." Blah, blah, How long blah, are you going to chase this balloon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I heard it all. And yeah. you know, and um so finally when I brought this back, he, you know, after he actually let me to go to Nashville for a little bit to to do that and brought back the song and um my whole like family was like you need to go back to Nashville. So two and a half weeks later, went back to Nashville and um you know, and and that I felt like everyone believed in me and then Tommy and I wrote another 10 songs which are all pretty dang good I think cool and um, these yeah the next uh, four songs that are coming out are you know Tommy Tommy and I wrote um, but yeah so that's kind of how that whole thing started um, so yeah but the day before I actually left to come back to Nashville um, to with a one-way ticket um, I got in a big head-on collision. Which oh my god! Like crazy. The the evening before my plane flight in the morning. Oh my god! And yeah, and I had a rental car at that point because my other one, the transmission went out. <laughs> I'm a dummy. I didn't I didn't get it figured out, but uh, so I had to get like a rental car, and I was using that for a little while, and yeah, the collision happened, and, and you know, and uh, thankfully I wasn't hurt, but I had scrapes all over and bruised my face and all that and so then i went to nashville and uh just i so i, I kind of say it was like i was born again right you know because i kind of like felt like i might have died and gone to heaven <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i got here that's interesting yeah so you know then tommy and i started working and so, yeah, Tom, so tommy's crazy. like tommy's like hi my name's tommy what happened to your face <laughs> Yeah, well, he he saw me before before the thing uh, a few weeks before, right? <laughs> so he knew what I knew what I looked like, but yeah. Right. But then well. this girl I met at this bar, um, who's actually my girlfriend now, um, like she had a mask on or whatever because it was COVID, COVID right. time. Right. She saw my face because I didn't have to have one on, and I was like, oh, she, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you recovered. But things worked out. That's pretty wild, but, man. That is wild. Yeah, it's well, nuts, man. Well, listen, let's um. Let's play this uh, one of the cuts. Let's play Glass Half Empty, the song that's coming up. Yeah. And so you yeah. wrote this with Tommy, right? Yeah, Tommy Collier and I wrote this. Okay. And so uh, this is one of the ones that Brent's playing guitar on? Yep. Cool. That'd yep, be fun. Do you, do you recall the names of anybody else on the record? Um, I've got Buddy Hyatt. Um, and let's see. I've got... Um, I've, I've got some really, some, some really good ones. I mean, Buddy was, he was in Toto. Right. Uh, keyboardist and I've got uh, a guy from the Richard Marks he played for Richard Marks um, cool. he's a bass player and then 
um, it's some funny. Other, some it's, other really. It's funny really that you remember ones. you remember who they played with more than you remember their names. But what's I know. That's, but that's not well, that's, that's mean, not uncommon but, because because what we do, especially when you're when you're trying to find your way through, is. Uh, you va- you already know names that are valid to you, and so when somebody says, yeah. "Oh, I, I worked for so and so," it's like, "Oh, he validated you," so you remember the guy that validated him and, and immediately. So it's kind of like we catch that stuff because that's okay. That makes that means you're okay. That means you're okay. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, things I didn't have much time with them because I mean they're really they're that good that they can oh, just yeah. go through a song in like fifteen minutes. They can just. Yeah. You know, they get the numbers. Looks like magic to you. First time you see that happen, looks like magic. Yeah, it was the first. I was like, what? And so I, you know, went in and took a picture with them and and met all of them. But I I have name blindness, so it's kind of hard to, you know, for a little while until I get to know somebody. Yeah, I hear you. Well, listen, let's check this one out. This tune called Glass Half Empty here on the Auto D Show. Check it out. Things I love a girl, I'd right every wrong. Either way you say it, when the poor is so strong, you'd still be right here instead of off we'd be on. Loving you girls like glass half empty. Time sips away fast, like we're running out of whiskey. When you're good and gone, that's when it hits me. Loving you We could get to the bottom And we had the last shot I'd keep our tab open All forgiven and forgot Till then I'll be sitting here Waiting on that last call Fighting for me and you Right down to that last drop Loving you girls Like glass half empty Time slips so
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And that was Glass Half Empty by my guest Chris Clark here on the Auto D Show. Chris, cool tune, man. I love it. Thanks. Your voice sounds really good, and you told me you just started singing, you know, back in 2019. So I'm like, wow. I, if you got on a mic and heard, you know, 90% of that, uh, I would have said the same thing. Oh my gosh, I can do this. Uh-oh. You know? Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah it sounds well, that cool. was like a year and a half into me since I started singing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I actually did sound like crap before. Right. But like over in, uh, you know, in 2019. But, but it's, you know, it's been, you hit this point where it just like, you know, you'll sing every day, and then maybe like six months down the line, you'll hit a milestone, and mm-hmm. then you can you muscle memory because your vocal box is a muscle, and that's that's one of my big goals is to teach people that they can do anything they want. You know, if it's singing or anything else, uh, mm-hmm. you just work at it. You know, press on. Yeah. Because I I would post these things on Snapchat, right, and you know these little videos of me and like my little studio back at my parents' house and. You know, you'd see a lot of people watch the first one and then first like part of the, the whole video, and then they would just drop off. <laughs> so that's right. how I knew if it was all right or good or bad. <laughs> but I just post my demos, and and now it's like it's, it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, Thanks, um, you mentioned earlier that you know you hope to announce, a, you know, that you'll be going out on tour, you know, down the road. Are there any plans right now? I mean, are you talking to people? Are you looking for somebody that you might be able to open for? Or where's that at? Or is it just yeah? So a that's the goal, right? Um, you know, I want to I want to open for open for somebody, but um, you know, I, I mean, like a Morgan Wallen or Jason Aldean would be awesome. But you know, I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much until I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, and when you uh, are ready right for now, that, when you are ready for that, how does that happen? Because you you are independent in the sense that you are putting this record out yourself, right? It's, you are the record company. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's actually kind of crazy. So story behind that is, I um, back in 2017, I made a crazy investment, and um, you know, in crypto and all that, and I. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really know much about it, and then <laughs> <laughs> it actually came to fruition, and so I was able to to do all this kind of stuff. Cool, man. Um, You're the first success story I've really heard of crypto. <laughs> no, right? That's great. It's actually nuts, man, and, like, uh, you know, I thank God every day for that, but, yeah. um, but uh, you know, also, like, I, I want people to know that if you have a day job, you can do this, too. You can be in Moonlight and all that and get recognized. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe somebody will put their money into you, um, and to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. So, so right uh, now you've got you said you mentioned you got a few radio uh, promoters on on the you know on the contract. I guess you could say that you're going to be promoting your record. Uh, are you functioning as your own manager at this point too? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I'm I've, I've been working with Precious Harris a little bit. Okay, um, she's she's amazing. Um, and Kat's my PR. Yep. Um, she's got Music City Media. Yep. She's an amazing PR team. Um, and then, you know, so I guess I'm managing my own my own stuff right now. But I get these opportunities from Precious and Kat, mm-hmm. um, which is which is amazing. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've really uh, gone the full extra mile for me mm-hmm. um, in terms of all that, which I'm thankful for. And then, you know, Colt's kind of my mentor, Cole Barber. Right. Um, he's been doing a great job, and he believes in me and. So does my whole team, and I, I, and so do my my parents also. You know, back in California. Um, so well, I mean, I just I'm so blessed. I yeah. just feel like, you know, 
Yeah, I understand. So, and it's, it's cool because you when you, you know, at least when you're working in uh, the circles that you're in right now, if somebody hears something they like, they know all the people you need to know and they'll talk about you. They'll talk about your record. And that's kind of how word gets around sometimes, you know, people hear about you from other people and uh, it makes makes the path a little bit easier. So now that, yeah, you know, totally. I mean, now you've put out that yeah. Jason Aldean would be a good one to open for. Well, somebody that maybe played on the record might listen to this interview because they want to hear you talk about the record. And, like Rich Redmond? <laughs> yeah, and he might go, I should get Jason on the phone. Did you know this kid wants to open for you? You know, so you don't, you <laughs> never know so how this, you never know, you know, how things go. I, all I can say is, uh, you know, I haven't met you, uh, you know, Chris, but I saw your picture. You're marketable from that standpoint. Your voice sounds great. So, uh, you know, you got the two biggest pieces of the puzzle in play. Um, you know, if you keep your act together, that's the next piece. You know, nobody wants to deal with oh, somebody. Oh, yeah, that's, that's hard, to, hard to do, especially yeah. in downtown Nashville, you know. So, but <laughs> that's bars. Yeah, well, really, but that's it. You know, so if you keep, you know, keep building the relationships and, uh, you know, things are going to keep moving yeah. in the right direction. So that's pretty cool. You know, you know, one of the craziest things that just happened to me a few days ago, actually, and I, it's like, it's nuts because, you know, I didn't, I, I'm not used to it, but so I was in California visiting my dad. Um, my mom was out doing a, a trip with my grandma and my brother. Um, and like, we went to this country bar out in Roseville, kind of by Sacramento. Um, and we, we were seeing this country artist um, and I got a group of people came up to me like waving their phones like are you Chris Clark are you Chris Clark I was like yeah they're like we love the girls of Tennessee I was like what the heck like, how did you know? like this is nuts this, that was my first time ever being recognized by anybody and isn't that cool it was just it was like a cool milestone for me I just like I was so appreciative and you know got took a picture with him and oh, that's all awesome. that and it was just like I just I can't even explain like the yeah. how it felt. It was just nuts, man. And so that's kind of like you know, kind of another milestone that I feel like good things are coming and yeah. you know, karma is really big. So I want to do good for other people and mm-hmm. and ob- well, obviously and right. um, you know, hopefully it'll come back and. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned know, just, the girls of Tennessee. So uh, tell me about that song. Maybe we can spin that record. So who's on yeah, that? So, who's on that recording? Um. So. Uh, Tommy Collier, Tommy Collier, Tommy Collier, okay. Tommy Collier. So it's one and, more time uh, we put it all together. Yeah, and a little bit of Jimmy Cooper, um, okay. who's uh, who was a sound engineer on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, so, we, Tommy and I wrote it when I was over here in my Airbnb. Cause I I came over here and I stayed in Airbnb for like like four weeks, four or five weeks, mm-hmm. and um, and then I I met that I met you know my girlfriend now and. Um, so I just, I kind of just went apartment hunting and I, I went and signed a lease without anybody knowing, but, uh, <laughs> without you know, consulting my parents and stuff, I was working with my dad at the time, you know, selling packaging bottles and caps and all that right. um, to companies. And, um, yeah, that, so that was crazy. But right while I was doing, while I was in the Airbnb, um, I kind of like, you know, I had Tommy over and we kind of just like, we're drinking whiskey and you know, I just got this cool hummingbird guitar and um, we started just kind of riding up out of the blue. And um, I was talking about this girl I met in Tennessee. It was right after I met this girl. Um, who's my girlfriend now. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. So it just, it was supposed to be like that. And then Tom's like, well, let's make it more plural, you know, a little bit like the girls, 
the girls like in Tennessee. California you know, girls, yeah. Girls in Tennessee, yeah, like the girls in Tennessee. I was like, the girls up Tennessee, you know, kind of kind of cool. And then, um, you know, we're trying to incorporate um, Tennessee uh, kind of, you know, some stuff like High Rise 615, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think that's pretty cool because I mean, there's always high rises popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of relevant. So, I, you know, cool. smoking all American, born and raised Davidson mm-hmm. in the county, um, high rise 615. Cool. So that, that kind of stuff. All right. You know, well, let's, I love let's, Tennessee. And, yeah. Well, let's check it out. And uh, yeah. so this is, now this is available. It's How long has this song been out? It's been out almost a year. Okay. So maybe about a year. So it's been a little while. I've had to get through some some legal stuff with uh, some else with uh, about other songs. But okay. yeah, it's all good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into it here. Right. But cool. Uh, yeah, right, well, so that's why it took so long. Cool. Let's just check it out. So this is the Girls in Tennessee on the Audi Show from Chris Clark. Check it out. They were, they 
Girls of Tennessee here on the Auto D Show by my guest this evening, Chris Clark. Hey, Chris, that's a great tune too. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, I forgot. I actually forgot to mention somebody that's on that track. It was actually pretty big. Cool. Um, Kurt Kurt Ozan. Okay. Um, he's with the Luke Combs band, and he plays their pedal steel and mandolin. Oh, cool. And, uh, oh, I was listening that to that thinking. Guitar. I was listening to that thinking. Man, Tommy <laughs> plays a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we had, I know, right? And by the way, hats yeah, off man, to Tommy Collier. This is that's a great track, man. Good job. I know he's he's a very talented producer. Yeah, he's a great songwriter. Yeah, great song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, you know, so it was great having having Kurt on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's with Raised Rowdy and and all all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. go, he's, you know, I've I've seen him live a few times with uh, Luke Combs and cool. ran backstage one time, but he was already on the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll so, happen. That'll happen in and out. Yep. Well, listen. Do you have a yeah. video out for the girls of Tennessee? Yeah, I actually have a lyric video. Um, I, I didn't make a full music video like I did with uh, Glass Half Empty, which is coming out pretty soon. But the uh, lyric video is out on YouTube. Okay. Um, on my YouTube channel, so you can you know if you just search Chris Clark, the girls of Tennessee. Um, it'll be on there. Cool. Um, Let me ask you yeah, about the the video that's coming out for Glass Half Empty. You say you did a, a full blown video for that. Tell me about that process. Oh man, it was so. Um, let's see. The Saturday before this last one, um, I so well Cole actually directed it. Oh cool! Uh, but this, we did this Saturday before before last, and um, it was nuts. A couple locations. Um, one in this warehouse. And I'm, you know, I've never acted or, or did anything like that or mm-hmm. did a professional music video before. But this one was uh, from a, kind of like a, a group that does label uh, music videos. And mm-hmm. um, it was crazy. There was like 12, 16 people there, you know, throughout cameras, the day. Cameras, lights, cameras, Three systems. cameras, yeah, lights, everything. Okay, we're going to do it the was, second line of the verse, walk this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, do this, do that. So... It was really cool, and you know my PR team was there also, and yeah, um, you know just kind of overseeing everything. And so how'd you feel? Uh, did you feel like a movie star? I did. I felt. I felt awesome, man. So what it do was, you think? It about was that? so cool. I mean, what do you think about that? I, Is that something you want to get more into? Yeah, I mean, I I'm not opposed to it. I uh-huh. I've always wanted to kind of act, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I just right now I'm focused on music. But I, you know, I've had a couple opportunities for some TV shows. Uh-huh. It kind of just came fell into my lap from cat and Colt, um but uh you know we did a pilot for uh, a tv show that could have been on you know netflix or hulu and all that but um i think some stuff happened but uh you know there's a new one that they're kind of talking about that they want me to you know oh, get cool. interviewed for and so cool. i I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, these but, days it doesn't. It's you're not as pigeonholed as you were in the old days. If you kind of spread out a little bit, and even even back in the day, you know, Rick Springfield, he put out one single 
Uh, I had the 45 when I was a kid, and then he then he became a TV star on like one of those daytime soaps, and then he became a rock star. You know, so it's like you, oh, had, to, you had to kind of make your way there. You know. Yeah, it happens differently for everybody, right? I mean, yeah. you know, if you put every, put your all into it, yeah, you and, can do do it however you want. And the big deal is creating an audience. If if whatever you yeah. do, if if you create a lot of fans, then whatever you do next, they're gonna look. So if you're already oh, yeah. a singer and already a songwriter, but people discover you because of a show you happen to be on, then they find your music and they're gonna love it because it's great. It's not just See, that was the you know. that was the that was the whole point of uh, that one show because it was going to. Um, going to kind of showcase my music and oh, cool. all that yeah so i, I they said like 100 million plus viewers of the show but you know it's kind of put in the shelf for now but mm-hmm. hopefully it'll you know but yeah but i mean right now i'm just kind of like it's it's kind of surreal for me because all this stuff's accelerating so fast i've got radio interviews almost every day and right i um you know it's 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 actually nuts because four years ago now I was an engineer, <laughs> and now I'm I'm here, and and it's kind of like you're not making bottle caps yeah. anymore, are you? Yeah, exactly. That's and, pretty uh, wild. Exactly. Well, actually, I was a, I was a precast concrete engineer, but yeah, now, before now I'm still I'm yeah. selling I'm still selling some packaging. Oh, okay, so, cool. With my dad, just to because I I don't I want I want to uh, you have something to fall back you know, on just I have, in case. I want to save my money, you know, and, yeah. and all that. And, That's true. But, oh, speaking of saving money, I mean, you hit it big. It sounds like you hit it really big with the crypto thing. So is yeah. that is that all gone? Did you lose it all when you were managing no, no, rap no, guys and building this too? So you still got a little bit of a cushion oh. in there. You're still comfy. Oh, I've got a great cushion. Oh, but, great. Glad to I don't want to say too much about it. Well, you don't want to spend it all on the music business either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to spend <laughs> yeah. it all. Listen, music business is an easy place to spend a lot of money because it costs oh, a lot yeah. of money. You know, you're doing it. So it's wonderful that oh. you have the opportunity to finance this dream and see if you can get the, everything rolling. I've seen a lot of people do it. A lot of people try, and it comes down to, you know, do you have good relationships with the right people, and do you have some talent? And uh, I think you got everything in the right place. Well, thank you so much. And I forgot to mention, my parents have helped me out so much. Yeah. And, you know, just with also financially, and you know, with some of the things because they, they want me to save save my money. So sure. I, I just really want to say thank you, mom and dad. Well, that's cool. For that. Oh yeah. Well, listen, man. Uh, and, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to find you? What's the easiest place to find you? I mean, you could call me up or text me, but um, <laughs> if you want to see well, what I'm doing, I don't know if you want to put your phone my... number out. But how about yeah, websites? I'm just, like, I'll hold off on that. But <laughs> but so, you can uh, check out my website, which uh, is official chris official chrisclark.com, and uh, my Instagram is Chris Clark Official Music. Um, my Facebook page got banned for like the fourth time for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I don't post anything crazy on it, but it's Chris. You go on to Chris Clark Music. Check me out on uh, Facebook also. And then so are you pretty active on Instagram? Or... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, on Instagram I am definitely, okay. definitely. And, and before Facebook, a couple of days ago, it's all happened on Facebook. But cool. Um, yeah, everything's yeah, everything's set and um, streaming. You can find me on any streaming platform pretty much. Um, Chris Clark. Uh, you can search my music if. First, but I've been coming up first on Spotify, which is great. Cool, man. Search it, so. well, listen, man. Yeah. I'm gonna have to let you go. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Otto D. Yeah, man. man. And uh, you know what? Good luck with this next release. I can't wait to see what happens. I want to hear the real record. So give me the real copy. Oh, I definitely, definitely will. Yeah, I'll, I'll email that to you right away. All right, my friend. Have oh, a really? great, have a great night, Chris. All right, thank you so much. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Take care. Take care, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening. And you have been listening to the Otto D Show here on Star Worldwide Networks. 
Have a great night, and we'll see you next week.